0: Welcome to Two Feet In The Podcast, where ideas and inspiration meet to produce action. Today, we are breaking down ideas and giving you a strong dose of motivation. Get up and get moving on your dreams with me. I'm the coach, Heather Macy, and I'm ready to coach you and how to live Two Feet In. Joining Two Feet In The Podcast today is the bad boy himself, Alan Smothers, a Hoops fanatic broadcaster and... Very, very small fact, was 20-plus years as the Hoops coach. Listen, so glad to welcome Alan Smothers to the podcast. What's up, Alan?
1: Hey, Coach. How are you?
0: I got my A game on for you. All right, Alan, what are you drinking these days?
1: Right now, I'm drinking a little uh, Arnold Palmer, a little tea and, and lemonade. I love tea and lemonade together. Uh, I'm an avid Old South sweet tea drinker, but when uh, Coach Dan Tony got me into adding the lemonade, uh, I can't get enough of it.
0: <laughs> All right. Are you Zooming, and if you are, anyone adding any value to your life?
1: I've Zoomed one time I think in my life. It was a, a press conference for the um, Carolinas Conference. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago that um, Francis Marion and UNC Pembroke joined the Carolinas conference. They left uh, the Peach Belt conference, your old school, and uh, they had a Zoom press conference because of this coronavirus thing going on. Their press conference was held uh, online. So that's the first one and only time I think I've ever Zoomed anybody.
0: All right, what are you doing to stay motivated during a time like this?
1: You know, it is difficult. That's a great question. Um, I've tried to be as normal as possible to, to do my daily radio show, uh, continue to go to my lunch cafe once or twice a week, even though it's takeout, I've taken, I take out anyway. I don't just, you know, go and sit in my cafe. I like to get my food and take it home, but I still try to do some of the same normal things. I took last week off. Uh, on vacation, I was supposed to be in Nashville and Memphis, Tennessee. But because of the pandemic, uh, my wife and I had to stay home. And I can't tell you how bored I was. Uh, I didn't venture more than five miles from my house. I think I went to the bank once. I went to my cafe once. And, you know, so it's been difficult to, to stay motivated. But you know what? I just believe that You know, the American spirit is stronger than any virus out there, and I'm going to fight it with every bit of my being and know that once, you know, things get back to whatever normal is going to be, I'm going to try to, you know, just keep plugging along and and hopefully doing what I've done for the last 30 years.
0: All right. Give us interesting things that are happening with you right now.
1: Um, I don't know how interesting, uh, they are <laughs> just, uh, you know, I'm still, you know, uh, doing my, my wife and I sit out on the porch and solve all the world's problems every night. <laughs> um, we, you know, I, I, have my cigar, uh, my occasional cocktail, and we talk about this virus thing. We talk about, you know, uh, try to talk as little politics as possible, but i tell you what I am motivated by the uh, sports entities like NASCAR and golf. And even the NBA was copycat by doing that uh, 2k online thing that I didn't like at all, but I do love the I racing, the E NASCAR performance racing thing. It gives us some new sports to look at. So that's, kept me engaged, so to speak, and I've been so excited that uh, NASCAR is coming back to Darlington in two weeks, that uh, golf is going to be the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head uh, next month, so that's what I've tried to focus on, the you know, good stuff, good news, rather than all of the bad news.
0: I want to, just because I, I can't help myself, I do want to have a proposal that we actually host the podcast. On the porch with you and your wife, with a cigar and an adult beverage, uh, because I guarantee these questions will get way more interesting. Uh, while and and you the are, of the world.
1: yes, you are welcome anytime because it's usually just as the sun goes down behind the tree line at our house, usually about six twenty to six thirty until about eight to eight thirty. So anytime that you're at the beach and you have your equipment in hand, you are more than welcome to join us on the porch. And I even have a special seat that I got from our good friends in Florence, Mickey Finn's one-stop party shop. They gave me this bench that's got Evan Williams written on the back. So you can sit on the Evan Williams bench between us.
0: All right. Stay tuned. All right. So let's finish up this (laughs) three R with our fifth question. Give us the toughest thing that you have ever battled.
1: Wow. Um, Self-doubt. When I was in West Virginia, I thought I was going to get the play-by-play job at Marshall University, and I didn't, and I was trying to find another job, and I bet you I sent out a hundred tapes and resumes to radio stations and colleges and networks all across the country and not didn't get a single callback. I'm not talking about a no or a maybe or an interview. I'm talking about not a single callback. And I, I battled, you know, what I was going to do with my life for about a six month period. And that's when I went to work for myself. And ever since it's, it's been some good days and bad days, but, um, it's all on me. You know, if I'm going to eat, I got to kill it. So that's the way I've looked at it.
0: Well, that's the bad boy of sports radio, Alan Smothers, with the three R's, the rapid reflection redistribution. All right, Alan, let's get in to some of the points that you made um, as we progress through this podcast. So the podcast has got (laughs) coaches. It's got teachers. It's got CEOs. It's got small business folks. And, you know, really, our audience is a variety of folks. But ultimately, we want them to leave. From listening to this podcast, feeling motivated and inspired, that regardless of what season of life they're going through, that it's going to be better, uh, and maybe today is going to be better, maybe six months will be better. All right, so let's go through what you just said yeah. with the toughest thing. So, self doubt, mm-hmm. which as a you know big strong guy like you, being able to say, "Hey, listen, I had some self doubt." Tell us, how scary is it to go? I'm going into business. I'm going to bet on myself and what that process was like for you. And were you married at the time?
1: Yes, and I had a small child. My son was probably no more than four or five years old, and I, I didn't know how I was going to feed him, uh, keep a roof over our head. Uh, my wife's a, an accountant, and she's always done well, but, it's yeah, that was, that was difficult, I'll be honest with you. And, and I, I actually attempted to go into teaching I went, I came back to South Carolina from West Virginia, uh, got into, I got my uh, teaching certificate and started as was full-time uh, substitute and Dan D'Antoni's assistant basketball coach at Socastee High School. And I hated it. I mean, I hated every minute of it. Uh, I'm a born broadcaster. And so I knew that I would have to, figure out a way to get back into broadcasting on my terms. And that's when I created the Press Box Sports Talk Show. Uh, it's been over 20 years ago now, and uh, that's been uh, – it's, it's turned out good, but it's been a lot of hard work. I mean, and I, I, I appreciate that, the hard work.
0: So I guess you got to be pretty self-motivated. You're running your own company. Absolutely. And especially in that industry and how it's changed over the past 20 or 30 years. Walk us through that.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. When I got into radio, it was owned mainly by moms and pops, families that had, you know, ran small radio stations for years. Then it developed into corporations, the Cumuluses, the Clear Channels, the iHeart radios, uh, buying up radio stations all across the country where they owned hundreds, if not thousands of stations and made it a very corporate, cold uh, environment. And I didn't like that at all. I, I was used to the mom and pop part. And when I got tired of corporate radio, I said, I think I can do this myself. So I went to radio stations and said, look, here's what I'd like to do. Will you join me in the prospect? And a lot of people thought I was nuts. They go, man, you got to work for a corporation so you can have a guaranteed paycheck. And I said, no. I said, if, if I believe in myself, I think I can go out and sell it, own the equipment, own the rights to the product, and do the show myself. And it started out as a one-night-a-week, two-hour show. And I found a couple of really big clients in Fayetteville, North Carolina, that uh, helped me do it, and uh, CJ Jones at uh, WFNC put the show on the air, and I was doing the play- by play for the Fayetteville Patriots in the D-league at the time. that was the inaugural uh, national development or National Basketball Development League, and uh, so I was doing some side work play by play and uh, but started the, the radio show and paid a. Uh, a partner to be with me and went and sold it myself. And so it it worked out great. The station got their half. I got my half and it was phenomenal. Then I was going to do some other work in in Florence, South Carolina with a a professional basketball team there in the USBL. And I went into the radio station that was going to carry the games. And they said, Hey, we'd like to, we'd like to, have a daily sports talk show uh do you know anybody that would do it and I said well I said I'm only busy you know on Monday nights uh if you'll give me the same deal that I've got in Fayetteville I'll do the show here in Florence too and sure enough I got uh some really big clients i tell you what three of my biggest clients that I have today started with me 16 years ago in Florence and have been with me ever since. And they believe in me and obviously I believe in me. Uh, and it's been it's been terrific. It's uh, like I said, I wish I could, uh, I mean, I wish I did more, but it would require me to uh, <laughs> go out and work even harder. And people have been, you know, told me for years, they said, I don't know how you can get by doing it yourself. How, how did you get a radio station to agree to do that? I said, I just believe in myself. That's, you know, and uh, I've been fairly successful at it for nearly 20 years now. So,
0: so you're really talented in what you do. I mean, obviously you've got a, you've got a voice for radio um, and, and obviously the competency relative to sport is there. And then you are, um, pretty sure of your opinions and I think all of blending all those things in I would imagine could could be successful or at least entertaining so help me and help <laughs> help us if someone's listening and they go you know I always want to start my own give, give us some advice and some inspiration or some warning to that person that's listening right now
1: well first off you got to have a lot of support I, mean, I couldn't have done it without the support of my wife uh, she was behind me 100% she believed that I could do it and she had a full time job so in the months that were lean uh, and there have been many uh, she was able to uh, carry us through but as you said you got to have a lot of self confidence and the older I get the better I was Heather I'm telling you I was good <laughs> and uh, I I just love sports. Um, I love talking about you know I'm not not so much into politics, even though I am a libertarian uh, leaning to conservatism. Um, I have a lot of opinions like that, but I think the success that I've had in in talking uh, radio, not just sports, but talk radio, is that I don't. Uh, discount or minimize someone else's opinion that is different than mine, because I always say that every opinion is valid because I could learn something from someone who disagrees with me and change my mind in a minute. Uh, And I think that's key to being a good host is to trust everyone's opinion uh, whether you agree with it or not, and then build upon that relationship. Some of my greatest callers are ones who vehemently disagree with my opinion. But as you said, I have some very distinct uh, opinions about just about everything. So, <laughs> and we all think that everybody believes like we do. and, you want everybody to believe like you do, but they don't. And when you when they disagree with you, if you keep, everybody used to say I had a closed mind. I didn't listen to other people. I always have. I just am fairly forceful in my beliefs. But if I learn something that I didn't know that will help me uh, better understand a position, you know, I can change my mind in a heartbeat.
0: All right. So, Alan, let's take this podcast and say this is your platform and it's your hmm. platform to educate the world on something that you feel really passionate about or or at least an experience that you've had. Here's your shot. Go for it.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, I try to stay in the here and now. I try to uh, not really focus on the past because I've had some bad experiences in my past. I, you know, I could, I could fill your whole podcast with bad experiences, but I try to stay pretty current uh, with my show and and in my thinking this, uh, this current pandemic thing, I do have some definite opinions about it and it's going to be counterintuitive I'm sure to a lot of people's thoughts that I, I think that, not so much because of its economic impact on the country. I think it's a general malaise that, uh, that the country is in right now because of everything is shut down. Businesses are closing. People are trying to feed themselves and uh, just in, enjoy life, and the self-appointed masters of the universe are not allowing us to do that. I'm not saying that we should all go out and have a big party together. Uh we're having a NASCAR race next weekend. Would I love for sixty thousand people to be at Darlington? Yes. But I know that's not smart. That's not the reasonable way to deal with it. So uh if I would, you know, have a platform, you know, across the country, if I if I were on all the national networks, I would tell them, you guys have got to understand this is bigger than just a virus. It's bigger than just an economic impact on the country. You've got to let people act like adults. That's all I want is people to act like adults and do for themselves. I'm a rugged individualist and I want people to uh, make decisions for them and their families that they think is best, not let other people like the mayor of Chicago uh, tell us that we've got to obey. Uh, and there are no laws against the uh, gathering together, assembling. There are executive orders, but there's no law against it. In fact, in the first uh, of the Bill of Rights in the first uh, Constitution, uh, it says or in the Constitution's Bill of Rights, it says that we have the right, that government shall not abridge the right of Americans to assemble. So if they want to go to church, uh, if they want to go to a restaurant, or if they want to go to the beach, they can should be able to do that because the law allows it. Now, you do it smartly. I was saying on my show this morning, my mother is 80 years old and has COPD. So it wouldn't be smart to take her to a restaurant for Mother's Day this Sunday. But if I wanted to go to a restaurant, I should have the right as an adult to do that. I think uh, self-reasoning is the best way to go about your life, you know, working it out on your own if you're an adult.
0: So, Alan, you've been around sport for the majority of your life,
1: and Mm -hmm. we know
0: that coaches are the best at giving motivational talks and speeches. Help us understand in your experiences and things that you've seen. How can someone go from a motivational and inspired state into a state of producing action? We, we like to say in our program, how do you go into an AOF state when your ass is on fire and you're ready to go do something and you're doing it at that moment? Tell us about that.
1: I Tell you what, I've been around some really good motivational coaches uh, throughout my career. Obviously, my best friend is is Dan D'Antoni, head coach of the Marshall University uh, Thundering Herd. But I've also been around Jeff Capel Jr., uh, the father of the current uh, Pittsburgh Pirates head coach. He was the coach of our D League team in Fayetteville. Uh, he was really good. Um, I've been around others that uh, that I, I've been around Bobby Knight quite a bit, and you know they can touch a nerve in different ways. I don't know that I have that gene in me uh, to be that motivational. Mine comes from self-motivation. I played for a baseball coach that dealt in light years. He said, you couldn't play Pee Wee league in 21 million light years. And I was the type that said, well, I'll show you. And I went and did it on my own. So I was self-motivational, but I don't have that, that uh, that key that it is to be able to uh, motivate others other than saying, if, you know, you want to be the best you can be, you've got to accomplish these two, three, four, five things. And uh, I've seen you do it coach. I mean, you've been, you've been pretty damn good over the years, uh, both at uh, you know, Francis Marion and East Carolina and your, your Spartanburg Methodist team. I've seen you, you fire up some, uh players to to go get the job done so I don't have it as like you do but uh but I love it when I see it I love it well, when I, I see it I,
0: you know Alan I've survived 20 years in this industry mostly with no social media <laughs> and so, yeah you know times true. have changed so we do a lot of uh our motivating in the locker room um and one-on-one but listen to me I, I would love for you mentioned Dan uh, Dan D'Antonio Mm-hmm. being your best buddy you've been around his programs obviously i'm a huge fan and he's been nothing but good to me give us your best dan Dan Tony story
1: oh you don't but have you time. can tell on the podcast I you don't have time <laughs> nor, i know it's the internet but it still might be too hot for the internet uh, <laughs> um I, okay i'll tell you a great one right, we and and i don't know how much time you have left on your podcast but this will take five minutes tops he coached the aau program uh that that i sponsored my my team or or my my company coastline sports and he and tommy johnson who used to be the head coach at uh, wilson high school in florence and he took over for danny when he left socasty in myrtle beach they were coaching the team and we're playing in this big adidas summer event out in las vegas and uh we had raised enough money to fly the team out there we had raymond felton uh gerard gerald carlos powell uh, major wingate nicholas D'Antoni. we were really really good so we were invited to some of the best tournaments in the country but we didn't have the sponsorship from adidas and under armor and nike and whatnot that a lot of these teams do today they gave us bags and, and warm-ups and stuff, but not money. So we raised money to get out to Las Vegas. We drove over to California, played in a tournament there. We come back to Las Vegas, we're out of money. I mean, literally, <laughs> we have no money to buy food, to get plane tickets home or whatnot. So Coach D'Antoni says, well, I'm going to win all the money to, to get back home at the craps table. And I said, really? He said, all right. So he, he's at the craps table and he's got a stack of chips in front of him. That's, you know, just requisite size. Nothing, nothing big. I come back about two hours later. He's still standing at the craps table. He's got, we're in the middle of summer and he's got a gigantic leather jacket on. And I look at his chip stack. And it's about the same. And I'm going, how you doing coach? He looks at me and his eyes roll and I say, you, you doing okay? And he shook his head up and down, you know, just real fast. And I went, where's your chips? He, he has his hands in his pockets of his leather jacket. He takes the right hand and he opens his pocket and says, reach in. He had a, a pocket full of black chips about $8,000 worth, and we used that to get home <laughs> because he, he had broken his uh, piggy bank. I broke my piggy bank, uh, put our card in the ATM until the ATM was on fire. We had no money left, and he won $8,000 at the craps table to get us from Las Vegas back to Myrtle Beach. <laughs>
0: that That's a great story, all right? That is amazing. All right, now let's finish this podcast. Send us home, okay, all right. on this. Give us your message and your biggest daily dose of motivation. For whoever's listening right now that needs to hear it, what would it be from the bad boy?
1: i tell you what. Again, if it depends on your support structure. If you've got a great wife, you've got great kids, uh, great mom and dad, which we all do. Right, you gotta. You still have to motivate yourself. You still. I wake up at four thirty every morning, and I don't want to get out of bed. I don't. But I know I got two hours to to shower, and do show prep, and be ready and entertaining for three hours every single day, Monday through Friday. I don't have anybody that does. You know, helps me with that. I just try to say you got to do what you got to do. And if that means support your family, if that means support your, uh, your co workers, you can't be the, leak, uh, the weak link. You cannot be the, the weak link because the chain is only as strong as the weakest link. You've heard that a thousand times, but that's true. You've got to be the, the key you got to be the person that does his job to the best of his ability every single day. And I know when coaching basketball, I always said, you know, you may, be, you may have an off day scoring from time to time. And I'm sure you've told your, co- your players this forever, Coach. You may have an off day, but you can always do something, even if it's, you know, cheer at the top of your lungs on the bench, rebound, play defense, Do something that you're contributing to the positive for your team every single day. And you've got to tell yourself that every day. You cannot take a day off.
0: Thanks to our guest and friend, the bad boy of sports radio, Alan Smothers, for being two feet in. Reminding us that every opinion is valid. And the older he gets, the better he was. (laughs) Visit the show notes to learn more about alan and to reach him directly that's been the bad boy of sports radio on two feet in the podcast where ideas and inspiration meet to produce action a big thank you to all of our guests for breaking down ideas giving a strong dose of motivation and helping us learn to live two feet in